Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them across the UK. This story was told by Nira. In June 2016. And the theme was education. Good evening. Now, in America, there are about 250 million people of which there are about 50 million African-Americans, but it is estimated that there are only 300 African-Americans who have a PhD in mathematics. One day, there was an American colonist, and he said that because black mathematicians has never won a field medal, this means that black people are mentally inferior to everybody else because then there's never will can be a top black mathematician. In the 1980s, when I was 10, all my friends used to be playing Batman and Robin and Superman, but I used to have this calculator and I used to press it until the buttons were flashing at me. Because in a way, I always had this, like, this dream that one day I'd become a super mathematician. And I would go off to, to school and then on occasions I would actually beat my classmates and get to the top of the class. And then because I went to, let's say, a predominantly white school, I used to be racially teased because I was not supposed to be good at mathematics and I used to take, that, to take this into heart. So even though I was strong at mathematics, I wasn't very passionate about it. You know, I thought it's just a way to get to one place to another. And in 1985, when I actually spoke to my, um, to my careers teacher, I said, the teacher said, careers teacher said to me, what do you want to be? And I said, well, I wouldn't mind doing something which is, involves mathematics, something which is logical. And I said, mm, we got a good one for you. Naira, you should be a boxer. I thought. <laughs> so I did my GSCCs went on to do my A-levels and did my degree, which was also had, let's say, mathematics in, in content. And as I realized that I wasn't probably, again, wasn't the best in school, but I started to do some self-studying about mathematics. I started to get more passionate about it. And then but when I was starting, let's say, my first job, they sent me off to a mathematical conference. And I thought, okay, this is really good because what I really like doing is I like watching all of these mathematicians doing all the complicated algebra on the, on the uh, board. I like watching it. I was like a, a football fan watching great players playing football. 
I wasn't playing football, I like watching them doing it. And then I ran into this group of Americans and they said, hello, and I said, hello, and who are you? And they said, actually, we are the Congress of African-American research mathematicians. And they're saying, well, what are you doing here? I said, I'm watching these guys doing all mathematics. And it says, no, actually, you know, really and truly, there are historical reasons why if you are passionate about, math about mathematics or if you're good at mathematics, that you really should do a PhD in mathematics. So after that, I really got inspired and thought, okay, maybe I should do a PhD in mathematics. So I applied to my um, local university, which is Aston University, and I managed to get some um, good references from, from the lecturers I did my degree with, and I went to see, let's call him Professor X, and... <laughs> And I said to, and there was my uh, application, went in for the interview, shook his hand, I thought, wow. And they said, so what do you want to do? And I said, I'm, I'm here for the interview for a PhD, that's why you've invited me here. And it says, well, you, you are technically weak and you are naive if you ever think that you can do a PhD. So I left that place feeling really discouraged and defeated and I'm thinking, oh, you know, maybe it was true that doing a PhD for somebody of my colour is like a golden fleece, it's out of, my, out of my reach. And then my parents actually got hold of me and they spoke to me and they said, Naira, you don't need anybody's permission to be a great mathematician. And from that, I really did get inspired and I carried on doing my self-study. And I really started beginning to start eating and sleeping and dreaming mathematics. And I went on to do, a, a, let's say, a, a, a very good mathematical career, but without doing a PhD. But you're not regarded as a proper professional math math mathematician without a PhD. But I still managed to do a career which had quite a bit of mathematical content. Well, like one time I went over to the Netherlands and I wrote a computer virus that made a Formula One car go faster. And so I thought, well, that's quite good. So, but it came up to, let's say, by 2004, where I was just, again, was just doing mathematics self-studying, and I was still very much like the analogy of a football fan, just watching all these great mathematicians doing all these things, and thinking, wow, I'd love to do that, but I'm not good enough. And then I took my, uh, my son to, a nurse, uh, to like nursery school, and the teacher, also it was infant school, and the teacher said to my son, oh, um, Philip, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Philip says, I want to be a mathematician. And then the, the teacher said to him, you will never be a mathematician. You can grow up and be a singer. And I thought, oh, okay, this is where I need to break that cycle. This is where I need to break that cycle. I can't give up in the eyes of my son. I need to go for it. So I got into contact with one of my friends who was a university lecturer, and I persuaded him to allow me to do a part-time PhD. Quite challenging because I was working full-time at the time and also raising a family. So that was back in 2004, 2005. I started a part-time PhD, and it was quite challenging because what I needed to do was I needed to extend a 350-year-old mathematical theorem. So in 2014, I finally got there, I got, I actually achieved my PhD. And there's more. <laughs> A couple of days later, there's this organization called the Science Council, which is an umbrella organization for professional scientific societies out there. They was running an award and they awarded me as one of the top 100 practicing scientists in the UK. <laughs> Sorry, and there's more. <laughs> well. 
Now, there is a um, book called The Who's Who, which has been around since 1849. Now, if you reach the top of your field, you get into The Who's Who. So, and it comes out every year, and you remain in that book. Once you get into that book, you remain in that book until you pass away, and then you go into another book called Who Was Who. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so, and currently there's around about 33,000 entries in the who's who, of which there are only 30 mathematicians. Now those mathematicians tend to be the top mathematical geniuses of the UK. In 2015, I became the first black mathematician to get into the who's who. So I'm glad that I persevered with my dream and I thank God that I didn't listen to my careers teacher and became a boxer and that I did realise my kid's dream, my childhood dream of being some type of super mathematician. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Spark True Stories. If you love what we do, please help us spread the word by leaving us a review on iTunes. For more true stories and to attend a live event, head to stories.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.